Just turn to, turn to one more person and just say, we need the peace of God. <clears throat> now, let, let, me, let me rephrase that, and it'll make a little more sense at the, in, the, in the message. Say this. Say, we need to understand the peace of God. God bless you. You may be seated. As I speak, multiple wars are being fought around the globe. Division amongst our elected officials is at an all-time high. Distrust and disunity among our own country is greater than it's ever been before. Disease and sickness is talked about more now than it's ever been talked about before. And yet it's not just necessarily that which is without that is weighing so heavily upon the minds and hearts of the masses, but the struggle from within is weighing just as heavily. Financial instability, relational disharmony, familial upheaval, societal anxiety, pressure to perform, pressure to achieve. The what-ifs in life. The uncertainties of our tomorrows. How many know all of these things from within can cause us to feel great pressure? All of them within their collective power and ability have the, the wherewithal to knock us down and make us low if we allow it to do so. And yet I've come to remind the believer today we do not fear as others fear. We do not worry as others worry. We are not to be anxious as others are anxious. For the word of the Lord would say this to you and I today, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Now, I, and I, I told you I'm going to teach today. How many is just going to stay with me and open your hearts and your minds today to the word of the Lord? Somebody's going to be helped today. I know that for sure. When the Bible speaks in this text of allowing the peace of God to rule in our lives, it is a word there that is referencing uh, in that day and time, there was the Olympic Games that, uh, that uh, we still have. It obviously looked differently then, but it was referencing how a referee in the Olympic Games would make sure to allow only that which was right and proper to take place in the Games. All of the participants understood the authority of the referee was final. They all knew that that which he said was permissible was permissible. And what he said was not permissible was not permissible. He had the authority to allow or disallow. He had the power to give entrance or to cause to exit. He had the right of both admittance and also the right 
of refusal. And the word of the Lord is here instructing you and I that we are to allow the peace of God to rule. In like same manner in our hearts and in our minds and in our spirits. For when faced with struggles and when faced with difficulties and setbacks and when faced with the trials of life, we are to simply allow the peace of God to allow into our spirits that which has been ordained by God to be permissible. Come on, somebody. But we are also instructed to allow that same peace of God to rebuke, to refuse, to deny entrance to anything and everything that is not according to the plan and the purpose of Almighty God. You see, that's why the Bible, and I do need your minds today, but that's why the Bible would say this in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding, (laughs) we're going to dig into this now, shall keep your hearts and what? Through Christ Jesus. Now get this. The peace, the Bible says, of God that passeth all understanding. This simply means that the peace of God is greater than anything that you and I could ever imagine. It's greater than anything you or I could ever formulate. This peace is greater than you, what you and I could ever create or establish on our own. In other words, there's nothing we could ever do in order to create or establish the level of peace in our lives as that which God alone can give to us. Oh, hallelujah. Let me say it like this. You can look for peace in everything that this world has to offer, but you're never going to find true peace in that which comes from the world. No, sir, no, ma'am. You're thinking that true peace will be found in your next relationship, but it won't. You're thinking that true peace will be found when you have obtained your goals and when you have accomplished the achievements that you have set forth for yourself to accomplish, but it won't. You're believing that true peace can be found in a drug or in a drink, but it won't. For the best version of peace that this world can offer us is merely a poor substitute that only is extended to us in a fleeting and a temporal and an empty manner. And it is void, completely void of that which our heart truly needs and truly desires. Can I get a witness in the house? Just 
not to just clap your hands, but just to verify the word of the Lord that I'm preaching, that you know by firsthand experience uh, that you looked for peace in that which was outside of God, outside of the things of God, outside of the word of God, uh, and you could never find peace uh, in any of those things. Uh, But when you came into the presence uh, of Almighty God, uh, when the Lord filled your heart, mind, spirit, and soul, when you encountered the God of all creation, you understood for the first time in your life, this is what real peace feels like. This is This is what I've been searching for all of my life. This is what I've been looking for in relationships. This is what I've been looking for in this, that, and the other. But I never could find it. But I found what my soul has been looking for in Jesus. Please. Somebody said amen. Need some more monitor, please. Jesus would say this, John chapter 14 and verse 27, peace, I leave with you. And then he says, but don't get confused. It's my peace (laughs) that I'm giving unto you. Not the peace that the world says. Come on, Jesus. Not the peace that the world says that they can give. That's not what I give unto you. But because I give you my peace, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Don't fear. Hear me today. The peace that Jesus can give us is not that which is temporary. It's not that which is fleeting. It is not that which is incapable of penetrating into the darkest and the deepest fears and anxieties that rest within our soul. Because the peace that God gives is a peace that passeth all understanding. It is a peace that is far beyond anything that humanity could ever create and humanity could ever offer. It is so wonderfully powerful that it exceeds human abilities to even comprehend how we could have so much peace in the midst of all this chaos. It is a something I can't fathom. It is the peace of God. Oh, hallelujah. Because of his peace. Oh, hallelujah. More monitor, please. We can have peace in the midst of storms. See, now here's the thing you have to think about. When it comes into the natural dimension and the natural realm, Peace is only acquired because something changes. Two people wanting to come into peace, one with another. Somebody has to change something. Somebody else has to change something. Give, change. Things have to be rearranged in order for there to become peace. That's that's the peace of the world. Something has to change about the situation in order for there to be peace peace. That's the peace of the world but that's not the peace of God (laughs) because in when it comes to the peace of God the situation can stay exactly the same way that it is but we can still have peace 
Come on, I'm trying to tell somebody. Listen, we're going to believe for your miracle. We're going to believe you're going to come out of this. We're going to believe that things are going to be different. But the peace of God says, even in the meantime, even in the waiting, even in the darkness, even in the struggle, even in the sickness, even in the despair, nothing has to change. I can still have peace. Come on, does anybody know what I'm talking about right now? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody said amen. Let's, let's look again. Let's look again at this text. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep. Somebody say keep. Your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Bible study time. So here we see that when we allow that peace of God to work its work, accomplish its intended purpose, the Bible says that it will keep our hearts and our minds. The peace of God will keep our minds. Now, this is powerful because that word keep there in the original language is the same word used to describe how a garrison of soldiers would guard a fort. They would only allow into the fort what was permissible and appropriate. And they would fight against, reject, and repel Everything that would try to enter uninvited. That is how the peace of God will guard our minds, our emotions, our thoughts, our mindsets. Because if we will let him, the Lord will cause his peace to only permit Okay, you can come into their mind. I permit you. The peace of God permits you because what I'm allowing in is beneficial for them. You, on the other hand, are only here to do harm. You are here to only distract. So I repel and I reject you. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody said amen. We need to get this revelation today. Specifically in the day and age in which we live. For all the things that are currently present in our minds and in our hearts. Hear me very carefully. Everything right now that's going on in here and in here. Should only be there by permission. And allowance by the peace of God. If it is in here and if it is in here, it should only be there because the peace of God opened the door and allowed it in. Again, look at what the text says. Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of God 
rule in your hearts. The revelation of this text that we need to get is the fact that for the believer, hear me very carefully, because this was revelation to me. For the believer, peace is not that which we need to receive. Peace is what we need to release. We don't have to ask God to give us peace in the midst of storm. We simply need to let the peace we already possess work its work. You can come in. You have to stay out. Oh, hallelujah. Now, I know you're thinking, and that's fine, but some believer right now is thinking maybe this thought. Well, pastor, I don't, I don't have this peace you're talking about. I struggle in this. I don't have it. I don't have this peace you're talking about. That's why I need God to give it to me. I need God to give me this peace. And what I'm trying to help the believer to understand is that you do possess the peace. You're just believing the lie from the enemy that's telling you that you don't. Just think with me right now. If God is the God of peace, would we all agree? Because the Bible calls him that several times. And if God has filled you with his divine presence, then God and his peace dwells in us. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so we don't have to ask him for peace. How was he going to answer that prayer anyway? We're asking him for something we already have. Let me prove it to you this way, just so we're all clear. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. If the Spirit of the Lord is dwelling within us, then the fruit of that Spirit should be automatically following after and being made evident in the lives and hearts of the one that he has filled. Therefore, we don't have to pray for God to give us peace. His peace is already within us. Listen, okay, I'm just going to keep hammering this until we get it. We need to stop thinking that we need God to do something for us so that we can have peace. Well, if God would do this and if God would do this, then I could have peace. We think we need God to move. We think we need God to act in some way as to then release into our lives the peace that we're so desperately looking for. Again, this is a belief in a lie. For the enemy wants to convince us that we have to wait on God to act in some way to then show us and give us 
peace. The reason is because the enemy knows the book better than we know the book. And the book says this, Isaiah 53 and 5, the messianic prophecy concerning Jesus. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our was upon him. Notice, the chastisement or the price that had to be paid for our peace has already been paid because of what Christ accomplished at Calvary. You and I don't need Christ to do one more thing in order for us to have peace. Why? Because he's already done everything necessary at Calvary for you and I to walk in the peace that he has purchased for us. Stop believing the lie of the devil that's telling you and convincing you that God needs to do this and God needs to do this and God needs to do this and then you can have peace. You need to start believing the word of the Lord that Christ took the chastisement, the penalty. He paid the price for our peace at Calvary. He's already done everything he needs to do. Somebody said amen. Now, oh hallelujah. The writer of Hebrews would give us instruction for why this revelation is so important. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 3. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint where? This, this verse is speaking about Calvary. It's speaking about the penalty and the price that Christ paid for the sin and the effects of sin so that the sin and the effects of sin could be removed from mankind. This verse is telling us that we need to consider, truly understand what his suffering and his eventual death purchased for us. We need to fully understand what he did for us because if we don't, we're going to keep believing lies. He said, you need to understand, consider the cross and what it purchased for you and what it did for you because if you follow and believe after truth, then you won't believe the lies. And he says, if we don't fully have revelation and understanding of what the cross purchased for us, then one of the areas that we are going to be most greatly affected in a negative sense is going to be in our minds. Why? Because we don't already know we have the peace. We're believing lies because we don't understand Calvary. Come here, somebody. And because we don't understand Calvary, the enemy has an open door to mess with our minds 
I need peace, God. Give me peace, God. Give me peace, God. Because we don't have the faith in what we've already been afforded because of the cross. Somebody said amen. Oh, hallelujah. We need to stop asking God for peace. And simply understand that because of the cross, because of his shed blood, I don't have time to go into all of it, but the stripes purchased healing, the nails, all and on, the spear, it all had specific purpose. Do you understand that the crown of thorns, <sighs> the crown of thorns had significance to its purpose because that crown of thorn completely encircled the mind. What he did for us on that cross, it's not just enough to help us with a part of our mind, but it encircled the entirety. That blood began to roll and flow down, not just a part, not just a portion, but the totality of the mind was covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have to get this revelation and understanding today or else the devil's gonna mess with your mind until the day you die. We have peace because of the cross, because of Calvary, because of the crown of thorns, because of his death, burial, and resurrection. We can have peace in our minds and in our hearts. Somebody said amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You need to understand you already have every bit of peace you will ever need to face anything that you are ever going to face in the entirety of your life. You will never need more peace because you got into something bigger than what you could handle. You already possess the peace of Almighty God. The price he paid at the cross is good enough for peace to flow and be released out of us in order to stop everything that needs to be stopped and allow in everything that needs to be allowed. Somebody said amen. So you may be seated. So here's the deal. We have to, according to the scripture, we have to start letting, let the peace of God. Let the peace of God. We have to let or allow the peace of God that we already possess to work. It's already in there. We just got to let it work. Because it's when we don't let it work that we then begin to struggle with all manner of fear, anxiety, torments of the mind. Why? How did those things get in? Because we did not let the peace of God control what had entrance and what could be resisted. Come on. 
And so it's this huge cycle. So then because we're not letting the peace of God work, it cannot resist and keep out the torments of the mind. So then we're tormented by fear and anxiety and all this kind of stuff. And then what do we do? We come to church and pray for God to give us what? And then what do we do? We feel the presence of the Lord. We cry a little bit. We talk in tongues a little bit. We feel good for a little bit. Man, I got the victory. I got the victory. Hey, it's going to be great. On and on and on. And then three days later, boom. Because we are not allowing, we are not letting the peace of God direct what we think about, what is allowed, and what is not allowed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me, let, me, let me say it like this. If God that fills us is the God of peace, and if the Bible says that God will never leave us nor forsake us, then peace will never leave us nor forsake us. Is that what the Bible would say? But we believe the lie that says, I just don't have peace anymore. I don't have peace anymore. And I got torment and my mind and fearful and all this kind of stuff. I had peace for a little while, but it left me. No, it didn't. It didn't go anywhere because God didn't go anywhere. It's still in you. You just, we just stopped allowing it and letting it work. Oh, hallelujah. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Watch now. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a what? Notice, for the believer, power, love, and a sound mind free of fear and worry and anxiety is not what we need to continually ask God for. Because he said he's already given it to us. Is that what it says? Well, Pastor, I just don't know that that's true because I'm a Holy Ghost-filled believer and, 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 and I, I don't have a sound mind and my mind's all over the place and I'm a wreck in my emotions and fear and anxiety is ruling and reigning in my life and I'm filled with worry and apprehension all the time. So I just thought, please hear your pastor right now. If God, I don't care what you think or what I think, if God said he's not given us the spirit of fear and if God said he has given us a sound mind, then that is exactly what we possess. Oh, hallelujah. Our problem is not that we lack those things. Our problem is not that we don't possess those things. Our problem is that we feel like we need God to do something further so that we can have a sound mind. 
because we are not letting the peace of God accomplish his work in our minds and hearts. Is this making any sense today? Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. So, so how, do, how do we do this? What, what are we supposed to do to let the peace of God work its work? First, as I've already said, we need to have revelation of the fact that Calvary has already made peace available to us. End of story. Secondly, we need to have revelation of the fact that when we are filled with his presence, we are then filled with all of the peace that we will ever need for anything that we will ever face. We have to get those two revelations in the bedrock of our being. Oh, hallelujah. Because how many know life throws some curveballs sometimes? And some unexpected phone calls and some unexpected things come up. And if we don't have those things in the bedrock core of our belief system, our mind is going to... And we're going to start thinking things we should never be thinking. Believing things we should never be believing. Come on now. Peace is not something we need. It's something we already possess. So when we have those two biblical principles and realities in the core of who we are, then we can truly believe in what the book says in the book of 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians 3.16. Now watch. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace some of the time. That's not what it says. Listen, just look. These aren't Anthony's words. The Lord of peace himself gives you peace Well, you just don't know my story. No, I'm sorry. You just don't know the word. I'm not trying to be rude and I'm not trying to be mean. But when you come to me and say, well, you just don't know what I'm going through, I'm going to have to point you back to the fact that you don't have a revelation of the word of the Lord because the word of the Lord trumps your circumstance. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The word of the Lord is greater than anything we could ever be facing. You say, well, I just don't think I can have peace. I don't know how I can have peace in the middle of this loss, in the middle of this struggle, in the middle of this torment, in the middle of this night season. I just don't know how I can get it. Number one, you've, you're erroneously thinking you, your peace left you somewhere. Number one and number two, you don't understand the word of the Lord says that he will give you peace always. Why? Because he's always with you. This is how he can always give us peace because he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. It doesn't matter what we go through. The God of peace is with us. Therefore, when we need peace, wherever that may be, whenever that may be, he can promise us in his word, I can always give you peace. Why? Because I will always be with you. 
Come on, somebody lift your hands and praise the God of peace right now. Come on, I need to speak faith into somebody right now. You walked into this house and darkness is shrouding around you. You walked into this house and all kinds of hell is breaking loose in your home and in your life and in your mind. I'm here to tell you from the word of the Lord today, the peace of God is with you right now. The peace of Almighty God is with you right now. If you're a believer... I wish somebody had stopped sitting there staring at me because you're the one that needs the peace the most. The reason you're sitting there is because you think it's over. It's horrible. It's terrible. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm at my wit's end. You should be the one lifting your hands right now and putting your faith in the word of the Lord that says his peace is always with me. It doesn't matter what I feel like. It doesn't matter what the story is. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. His peace is with me. I'm just going to let the peace work. Jesus, I'm going to let your peace work in my life right now. You allow in everything that you want in. You stop everything that you want to stop. I'm going to let your peace work and I'm going to rejoice in the peace that you have given to me. Come on, somebody praise him right now. In every situation, you have the power and the authority to speak peace. Every one of them. Doesn't matter. Listen, I've got a few more, just a few more minutes to preach. But I wonder if somebody would just lift your hands right now. And I want you to begin to speak, release, and let peace begin to operate in your mind and in your heart right now. Come on, you've been trying to fight this by yourself. You've been trying to war this thing by yourself. You've been trying to accomplish by yourself. You've been trying to fix it all by yourself. Why don't you just stop with what you're doing in self and say, I let the peace of God rule and reign in my life right now. I'm not going to be the one that dictates what is allowed in and what is allowed out. I'm not going to be the one that dictates because I don't even know. I don't even know the effects that this is going to have in my life. But the Holy Ghost knows so I let the peace of God dictate Come on, something powerful is happening in this house. Spirit of revelation is flooding this room right now. With revelation comes power. With understanding comes power.
I will not fear. I will not fear. I will not fear. Peace of God, I let you rule and reign in my life right now. Rule and reign in my mind right now. Rule and reign in my spirit right now. If you allow it, I'll receive it. But if you reject it, I'm not going to allow in what you are rejecting. See, listen, just real quick, real quick, just listen. Here's, what, here's where we get in trouble. See, this is what the Bible says, Philippians 4 and 8, 4, 7 says, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. How? How is he going to do that? The next verse. Brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, what lovely, of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on, dwell on, focus on these things. Here's what the Spirit and, and, and the, the God of peace is telling us. He's saying there are things that that I allow in. And if you and I could ever come into agreement with what is allowed in and what is kept out, you're going to walk in peace. So here's what you allow in. The same things I allow in. True, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report. Any virtue, any praise, we're going to let that right on in. <laughs> but, but, if there is anything that, if there's anything that tries to get in the door of your heart that does not line up with that, if you will let me, I will do my, I will stop it. But, If you'll let me work my work, I'll stop everything that is not supposed to enter into your mind, into your heart, into your spirit, into your family. It and then you will walk in peace. Then you will walk in victory. Then you will walk in triumph. Come on, somebody respond to the word of the Lord right now. This altar is open. Respond to the word of the Lord right now. Yeah, la bo soto. Ilabakata. La bo soto yeah.